Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to Believe in the Miami Heat, brought to you by the Believe Network. As always, I'm your host, Anthony Donardo, coming to y'all with another one of my chill, long-form podcasts. I do have timestamps down below, so if you want to get to a topic that more so interests you, because I got a feeling I'll be rambling a lot today. I know I will be, because this is like my fourth time recording this intro. But anyways, timestamps down below if you're on the YouTube side. If you're on the audio side, you can come to the YouTube side if you want to watch. I'm on every platform, just so everyone knows. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the other audios, YouTube, whatever. On the YouTube side, though, I did take the last couple of days off from posting because I'm working on a very, very big project. Uh it's sort of a deep dive into the whole D-Wade versus Purple Shirt Guy game. Y'all know Game 6, Round 1 of the 2016 NBA playoffs. Uh, I found a lot of interesting stuff about that. And I'm doing like a Jimmy High Roller style video. Uh, so if y'all like him or are just interested in that topic, make sure to subscribe, leave a like on the YouTube side because it helps me out a lot. Uh, and so far, I, I got the script written and I got it recorded haven't edited yet, but I think it's going to be a very, very good video. But I wanted to get uh, a video out, video slash pod out today. Uh, I think I'm going to upload this on Saturday, which is the day that D-Wade officially gets enshrined into the Hall of Fame uh, because I'm going to actually be in Miami this weekend because I may go to the Inter-Miami game on Friday. By the time y'all watching this, I may or may not have went to the game, but either way, I live in Fort Myers now. I grew up in Broward in Miami, so I don't want to bring all my recording equipment down for the weekend, so I'm just recording this pod in advance. But anyways, I want to talk about D-Wade's whole career today. I took zero notes whatsoever because I want to ramble and whatever comes up, comes up. uh, And maybe we could have a good time just reminiscing today. Now, I want to start off by saying I started watching basketball in 2010, 2011, LeBron's first season here. Now, I'm not no sort of poser or front runner because, I mean, I was a little young in 06 when D-Wade got his first chip. I was eight years old. Not you know, too young to watch sports, but I was still a little young at that time to understand everything. And kind of after that, the Heat sucked. All the other Miami teams sucked. The Dolphins always sucked. The Marlins, the Panthers, they all sucked. So I never really was a sports guy in general. Now, my dad was always a sports guy, as you guys might have heard me say before, because he grew up with the 1972 Dolphins and Dan Marino. And then he had the good Heat teams in the 90s, the good Marlins team in the 90s, uh, and even the Panthers that I guess had a Stanley Cup run uh, or Stanley Cup final run at that point but anyways I wasn't a sports guy at the time prior to 2010 really the only basketball players I knew was like Wade LeBron Shaq and Kobe that was it in fact I actually remember uh in PE one time you know uh I mean I was cool with cool with everyone in school even before I started playing sports uh so the guys that like basketball were asking me like hey how many guys do you know uh and I told them those four NBA players and they're like oh you better know D Wade because, of course, we was growing up in Broward. And he said, what number does D-Wade wear? And I remember, I didn't know. He said, what college? He said, how many rings? I didn't know any of that information. For some reason, that instance stuck with me. Y'all know these really, how y'all sometimes have random, insignificant moments in your life that stick with you? That was one of them for me. But anyways, you fast forward to 2010. Of course, LeBron makes his decision, which I knew nothing about at the time. But you start hearing all these people talk about, hey, LeBron in Miami, this guy's coming to South Beach, it's a big deal, whatever. So I was like, you know what, it sounds like a big deal, I'll go ahead and I'll check it out, kind of like I'm doing now with Messi, because I watched no soccer games outside of the World Cup until Messi got here, but 
obviously I respect him as as the legend that he is. So I started watching some Inter Miami, and it's been fun for the last four games. So maybe I'll be at the game Friday. I'll see. But anyways, I sat down with my dad to watch my first ever Heat game because of LeBron. Uh, and I remember it was the game, I think, versus Memphis. It was either Memphis or Utah where Udonis Haslam got hurt. You know, that, that uh, the game where he uh, messed up his quad or something that first year in the big three. But basically, watched that whole season. They ended up losing in the finals. But from the start, my entire Heat fandom was based around LeBron. I was a really, really big LeBron guy. So when people ask me my favorite player in Heat history, it's not D-Wade. Uh, and it's not actually LeBron because <laughs> I didn't like him when he left the Heat because I was still young and I was in I was in high school and I was salty and all that. Uh, I, I probably tell people that my favorite Heat player of all time is Hassan Whiteside. Don't hate me for it. If y'all fans of the channel, y'all probably knew I was going to say that anyways. But regardless, I'm a diehard Heat fan. My favorite player in all time in general is this guy right here. If y'all are on the video side, Hakeem Olajuwon. He's my favorite player of all time. Now, screw the Rockets. I don't like the Rockets whatsoever. But he's my favorite player of all time. I just love his game, his story, his history, everything about him. I'm a, I'm a big Hakeem fan. But still... Obviously, in 2010-2011, D-Wade was still very, very good that season. Him and LeBron were trying to work out their, you know, who's going to take charge, you know, who's going to be the one, who's going to be, you know, 1A, 1B. Y'all know how they were going back and forth, kind of figuring out that whole dynamic that first year. And then, of course, in 2011, D-Wade would have won finals MVP if LeBron didn't choke against J.J. Barea. They would have won the championship, and D-Wade was the best player in that series. So I certainly had respect for D-Wade. And, of course, over the years, I mean, don't get me wrong, I acknowledge Dwayne Wade is the greatest. Uh, this is what I always say. There's a debate who's the greatest player in Heat history. In my opinion, Dwayne Wade is the best Miami Heat ever. However, the greatest player to ever play for the Miami Heat is LeBron. The best player on the team, LeBron. The best Miami Heat, D. Wade. Do you kind of get the difference that I'm saying there? I hope so, because if not, it, it is a little bit hard to explain but regardless i acknowledge everything d wade's done for the city it's just i didn't grow up watching the mv3 season you know 0809 or the year before that i think is when he averaged 30 points i wasn't alive or i was alive but i wasn't watching sports when d wade had like 26 points in the fourth quarter of game three in the 2006 nba finals i wasn't there for one shirt one suit one tie i wasn't there for the the game winner his rookie year versus charlotte uh, i wasn't there for the dunk on verizal the moments are obviously endless but i didn't really grow up with him being the guy i grew up with lebron being the guy but regardless i still have tons of d wade memory so i'm kind of just starting to starting to look back at you know his kind of uh not his game log but his stats per season stats here and just reminiscing about the year so the first year we talked or the first year with the big three when i started watching of course he had that incredible finals run uh he also had what was i gonna say i was just gonna say something else about d wade now I forget. Anyways, going into that second year of the big three, I remember a lot more. And the thing that I admire most about him that I've acknowledged in the year since is how he took a step back. He acknowledged that the the way I think the Miami Heat can most be successful is if uh, LeBron is the leader. So he was actually able to put his ego to the side and take a step back to do what's best for the team. That is one of the reasons that I obviously love doing it and have damn most respect for him because a lot of guys don't do that you have guys like Carmelo Anthony who wouldn't do that they don't have a ring you guys you have guys like Chris Paul who I believe wouldn't do that they don't have a ring 
We've even heard Chris Paul sound like he might even be a little salty if he's coming off the Golden State Warriors bench. Again, guy who's a little bit uh, hesitant to put his ego to the side for the betterment of a team. Fortunately, the, the Heat weren't like that. They all took sacrifices. The big three took sacrifices to keep UD here. That was Dwayne Wade's idea, you know? So I certainly have a lot of respect for him from that. Oh, I remember what I was going to say now. Uh, that first year, uh, you had versus Chicago Bulls in the game five, I think maybe it was the closeout game or game four. Uh, they were they were about to lose. And then D-Wade and LeBron went on like a personal like 13-0 run between the two of them. D-Wade was hitting threes, pull-up jumpers. Uh, his ability just to take over when the game matters most is obviously one of my favorite things about him. I mean, that's the definition of a superstar. That's always what I say with, with Jimmy Butler too. Uh, and then of course, going into that next year, we had, uh, they, they won the championship, I guess, for his OKC. So it was nice to see D-Wade get his second ring and his first without Shaq, even though I guess they had LeBron. So I don't really know what that means for his legacy. But then of course, you go into 2013, they won the championship again that year. And that's kind of around the time that we started to see D-Wade really sort of break down and not beat himself i actually remember him having a particularly bad finals in 2013 because i was at the watch party for game four in the arena y'all know how they do those road rallies uh when they're for big games when they're on the road i was in at the time american airlines arena watching game four and he went off that game i'm talking mid-range jumper after mid-range jumper after mid-range jumper and i remember being like damn d wade is back Loved, loved to see it because he did struggle a lot because of his injuries. Uh, I think one of the biggest what ifs in NBA history that people don't really talk about is what if D-Wade never got that meniscus shaved in college? Uh, If y'all remember, he had some knee issues in college and he could have either shaved his meniscus and came back sooner or had it completely redone and the recovery time would have been longer. He went with the option for the shorter recovery time. However, that significantly significantly shortened the length of his career. They say that if he would have got the full repair, which is literally what Jalen Ramsey just went through, by the way, Jalen Ramsey is going to miss majority of this regular season. If he would have just got it shaved, you know, for the Miami Dolphins, he would have been back maybe by game one. But obviously that affects later in your career. So I'm actually glad Ramsey went the route that he did because we just saw this with D-Wade. By the time he was, what are we talking, 31 years old, he was already starting to break down. Now, part of that is because not only the surgery he got in college on his meniscus, but also because of his play style. You know, he pretty much every time he attacked the paint, he fell to the floor. Same thing as Jimmy Butler, which does concern me for Jimmy's longevity as well. A lot of people will say Jimmy has an old man's game with the mid-range, but so did D-Wade. And D-Wade, uh, well, D-Wade played to 37. So, And he was very good. Or, you know, he was very effective in his last season. So let me not act like D-Wade was a bum by the end of his career. He wasn't no Paul Pierce, okay? We're not even going to get into the Paul Pierce or Harden debates this episode because y'all know the deal with that. But uh, regardless, he obviously is a guy that attacked the rim. His body got hit a lot. I think maybe his career could have lasted even longer if he wasn't that type of player. If he could have developed a three-point shot, who knows? But regardless, it doesn't matter. He's the third greatest shooting guard of all time. And the fact that he was able to adjust to, I mean, he started losing a lot of his athleticism when he was 31, but he was able to be a productive player for like another six, seven years, you know, until he was 37. So, uh, credit to D-Wade for that. Maybe we start seeing something similar from from Jimmy Butler as well also. But regardless, you had those big three years, 2014, they lost in the finals to the Spurs. I can't really think of any like significant D-Wade memories 
uh, from that year. Uh, obviously, you know, you've had the great games, the great playoff performances, the 41 points versus the Indiana Pacers. But for the most part, most of my memories from that time are centered around LeBron, you know, and obviously the big moments from everyone else, Ray Allen shot, Chris Bosh's block, all that sort of thing. But as far as D Wade, I, I don't, I, I per, that's just the truth. I personally don't have a lot of memories that, that stick out for me about him. And again, that's just because when I grew up, LeBron was the guy. You know, if you ask 90% of Heat fans who's their favorite player of all time for any team, they say D Wade. That's just not something I can say. Uh, and I was going to say, too, that doesn't make me a front runner because, one, the big three started, what, 13 years ago now? I've been watching nearly every single Heat game for 13 years. And I consider myself a historian, so I know everything prior to D-Wade, even though I didn't watch. So obviously, I'm aware of everything, but I just, you know, wasn't there as a kid to watch. That, that's really all it is to it. So uh, I want to move forward to when he went to Chicago then in 2016, or after the 2016 season, uh, which is after the, the Purple Shirt Guy game. So had the Purple Shirt Guy game. They beat Charlotte in seven games. I was at that game seven, by the way. Uh, and then uh, they lose to the Raptors game seven the next series. And then D-Wade wants his money, goes to Chicago. Now, the interesting thing that I remember about that is supposedly because when you take into account like the state income tax, he was basically getting paid the same contract with Chicago that he was getting with Miami. But it's pretty clear that D-Wade left because he felt like he wasn't being respected, which I get. I mean, that, that offseason, he prioritized Kevin Durant. It's okay, he's Kevin Durant. But then they prioritized Hassan Whiteside. To prioritize Hassan Whiteside, a guy who just got there, a minimum contract, to put him over D-Wade when Wade still didn't have a contract, completely understand why he feels very, very disrespected. And on top of that, he's able to go, he has an opportunity to play for his hometown team in the Chicago Bulls, a team that he's grew up watching. Uh, I could see why that would be very, very hard for, for D-Wade to turn down. And then, of course, he had that stint in Cleveland after that, that no one wants to remember. But before that, back to D-Wade leaving Chicago. N- again, 99% of Heat fans were distraught that he left. Truthfully, this is an unpopular opinion. I, I liked the move. I, I'll be honest with you. And, and let me tell you why. I did not want D-Wade to leave. I wanted D-Wade to be the Kobe, Tim Duncan, Dirk, play 20 years, the UD, you know, play 20 years, retire with a team. I would have loved that. But I didn't want to sacrifice the future of the organization to give Dwayne Wade his thank you legacy contract. This was at the time we were just watching how terrible the Lakers were because they gave Kobe that lifetime contract. And because of that, the Lakers sucked. Kobe was obviously not himself at the later stages of his career. And because he was taking up so much of the salary cap space, the rest of the team wasn't good and they sucked. I didn't want that for the Miami Heat. So when they decided to not pay D-Wade what he wants and prioritize some other guys, truthfully, I understood the move and I didn't hate it. It was sad. I'm not saying it's not sad, but I didn't hate the move. Now, maybe it's also because I love Deson Whiteside as has been documented a thousand times. So I was happy they re-signed him, but still... I just didn't want to be the Lakers, and I think they would have ended up being that bad, which I guess they kind of were that bad when D-Wade left anyways. But I just I, I didn't want to overpay that much for a guy just as a thank you when I wasn't sure. He was deserving of it at the time, truthfully. I mean, as watching him as a Heat fan, it was kind of sad because his body was almost really, really falling apart. But fast forward through that stint in Chicago. Well, I, you know, I shouldn't even fast forward through that because... That's what landed us Jimmy Butler. So even in hindsight, my idea to let D-Wade walk worked phenomenally 
Now, I don't think, uh, you know, that's obviously not the reason that I wanted D-Wade to leave. I didn't think he was going on some Jimmy Butler recruiting mission, but that's how it turned out. So I think even Heat fans nowadays need to at least acknowledge that and be thankful that D-Wade left because we would not have Jimmy Butler if Dwayne Wade didn't go to the Chicago Bulls. I mean, that's been documented time and time again. They used to talk all the time. Jimmy wasn't happy in that situation. Wade wasn't happy. They had those two and Rondo, just the weirdest trio ever. They they had, and then a bunch of immature young guys there. We know Jimmy Butler. He wants to win. He doesn't want to deal with that nonsense. So him and D-Wade start talking. D-Wade says, hey, you're a Miami Heat player, bro. You would love that organization. And sure enough, it was just a few years later after his stints in Minnesota and Philly that Jimmy Butler would end up here and likely here for the rest of his career. And of course, we all know how beautiful that's been. Three Eastern Conference Finals, two NBA Finals, and hopefully one day an NBA championship. I believe so. And Jimmy Butler, I trust. So in hindsight, shout out to D-Wade for, for getting us Jimmy Butler. But you had that stint in Chicago. They lost, I think, in the first round of the playoffs. He went to Cleveland for like half a season no one will ever remember that he wore number nine it was super weird uh that's when cleveland had like isaiah thomas and derrick rose and one of the weirdest on paper rosters ever but then we get the news d wade is traded back to the miami heat i remember exactly where i was during this moment i was in the library about to study shout out my friend camilla santana i'm a sinister so shout out to you we were, she said, uh, we was going to meet in the library. We was going to meet in the study room, whatever, because we had some engineering BS that we had to work on, right? So she texts me. She's like, I'm in room 403, whatever it was. Uh, and I was like, all right, I'm on my way. And as soon as I got up, because I was like sitting in the lobby, as soon as I got up to go to the study room that she reserved, I get the notification from Woj or whoever it was. Shooting guard, three-time champion, Dwayne Wade is traded from the Cleveland Cavaliers to the Miami Heat for a second round pick i lost it bro i was so so excited uh just the, the fact that d-way was back in the city after the, those mediocre james johnson and john james uh tyler johnson Deion waiters years that they had to finally have some identity back to the team to finally seem like we repaired that that damaged relationship that we had with wade because yes although i didn't agree with paying wade I didn't want to lose. I didn't want D-Wade to hate the Miami Heat, and certainly things were a bit rough there for some time. So the fact that it seemed like they were actually able to repair that relationship a little bit, get D-Wade back here, bring some excitement, and at the time, you know, help this team out. I remember we needed someone like him. We needed someone that could come in and score, and he obviously he came off the bench and he did that very very well. Uh, it looks like he. That was 12 points per game off the bench that, that second half of the season here. So, yeah, he was a productive player here. Uh, and it was fun. It was obviously just exciting to have D-Wade back in the city. Uh, and then I eventually get to the study room with my friend. And I she, she doesn't know the first thing about basketball. And I'm trying to explain to her how, her, how big a deal this is. And she was trying to act excited. But re, in reality, I, I really don't think she cared at all. But anyways, a really, really great time in my Heat fandom. Uh, and then, of course, you get the next year here. His final year here, the the world tour, the uh, the the uh, I think he after that season he what's what's the line that that he dropped? He says something like Heat family, one last one last dance. That's the slogan. There you go. I knew I was gonna get around to it. We had the one last dance. Uh, really, really a fun season. Uh, I remember going into it. I was like, man, Kobe's uh last ride was was fun because they weren't gonna make the playoffs, so he could kind of do whatever he wants. But going into D-Wade's last season, 
I fully expected to make the playoffs. Uh, now, unfortunately, it didn't really turn out that way. They weren't as successful as, as we maybe hoped, uh, but it was a lot of fun going to the games. Uh, I went to multiple games that year. I was very fortunate to be able to do that. Uh, fortunate, I guess the team wasn't as good, so tickets were a little bit cheaper, so I was able to go to a few games, uh, but it was a uh, it was awesome. Man. I was actually at the game where D-Wade uh, was with the Bulls his first game back in Miami. I didn't mention that either. So I was able to be part of D-Wade's standing ovation in the intros, and then I booed him the rest of the game. And he flopped at the end of the game, and I was super mad about that. It's a very niche reference. I don't know if anyone remembers that insignificant moment. But anyways, back to his his last season here, the one last dance. Uh, of course, the, the shot that everyone talks about is his game, game winner versus the Warriors. Uh, and I remember... I was mad when, when he hit that shot. Uh, let me, I actually want to look up that that 2019 NBA draft class because I remember there was a guy that I really wanted to draft that year. So I was mad that, uh, is it 2019 or 2018? Either way, I, I remember being really mad. No, it is because that's that's when the Heat took Tyler Hero. Yeah. I remember being mad because I wanted the higher draft pick, right? And, and that was in the later in the season, I believe, when D-Wade hit that game winner. So it might have hurt our draft chances or something. Who who remembers? But uh, I think I wanted like Kobe White and the Heat ended up with Tyler Hero. So how stupid of me to to care about <laughs> that shot. Uh, I remember I also wanted like Sekou Demboya. So that tells you how much I know about scouting and basketball. I'll let Andy Simon and the rest of the Heat front office do their job there. But uh, at the time, I was a little annoyed that Wade hit that shot. But looking back, it's truly one of the most fun moments of my life as a Heat fan. Uh, crazy part. I remember exactly where I was when that happened. I was in a tacos and tequila. Uh, my friend was in town, my boy Khalil. Uh, and you know, so we were all hanging out at the restaurant. Now, usually I don't be missing heat games, but since he was in town, we decided to go out. Uh, and obviously the, the team wasn't as good back then. Uh, but anyways, fortunately, you know, we, we eat our dinner and fortunately I checked the score when we're done eating dinner and we, and he's a huge heat fan too. And we see that there's only like, you know, maybe 30 seconds to a minute left in the game and it's a close game. So we say, damn, we got to turn this game on now. So we go to the parking lot, we get in the car and I put up, pull up the NBA app on my phone and we see that game winner by the D-Wade in the parking lot of a tacos and tequila uh, magical moment. And we started screaming from the outside. I remember people were looking at us walking to the restaurant. They were looking at the car, making sure no one was dying in the car because that's how loud we were screaming. But uh, truly, truly a, a magical, magical moment. Uh, and then maybe my favorite moment in D-Wade's career. Maybe I can say this, you know, that since I've been watching, obviously he's a multiple time champion and all that, but that last game in Brooklyn, that's passed to Udonis Hasm to get the triple-double. Like that is something that I watch like once a month and tear up every time I see it. I don't know if it's because I'm sad that the memories are, are gone or I'm getting old. Or I don't know if it's tears of joy because of how beautiful it, it was. But I remember sitting in my bedroom in my apartment in college. I think it was a sophomore in college at that point. And obviously, I'm keeping track of the stats and all that. And actually, going into that game, everyone's wondering, oh, what's D-Way going to do? Kobe has 60. You know, how's he going to handle it? And I said, I don't think he's the type to go for like 40, 50 points. I think he's going to try to get a triple-double. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. And we know he got nine assists. He flips it back to UD. And I, and as soon as UD pulled up from his smooth, sweet spot right in that mid-range, dog, I started screaming. I didn't even have to wait for it to go in. Neither did D-Wade. He turned around. 
And at that moment, I I probably like fell to my knees and it was beautiful, man. I'm imagining it in my head as I'm saying it. That's really bad for podcasting. I, I understand, but it was a it was a good time, man. It was a really, really good time. But obviously outside of that, uh, D-Wade retired. Uh, they got his jersey retired. I also teared up during that. I'm not going to lie to you. It was a beautiful moment. It, it really made me feel like I was getting old too, uh, which I am. I'm 25 and I feel so old. Uh, but anyways, the part that kind of sucks now is how he's not an owner of the Heat. That part always doesn't really sit right with me. He's obviously a minority owner of the Jazz. I think he just bought a little stake in a WNBA team. And it doesn't quite sit right with me why he's not here. It makes me think that maybe his relationship with the Heat is not fully repaired. Uh, he's, of course, having Allen Iverson induct him into the Hall of Fame. When uh, when you, you have to pick someone who's already a Hall of Famer. So he can't pick like LeBron. But uh, if he wanted a Heat representative, he could have had Gary Payton. He could have had Alonzo Mourning. He could have had Shaq. He could have had Pat Riley is probably who I would have liked to seen the most. Uh, but I'm going to assume his relationship with the Heat is still good because he still goes to the games. They still show him on the TV and he's he's still very involved and speaks highly of everyone in the Heat, uh, as I'm sure he will during his uh, ceremony speech, which is Saturday night, I believe. So uh, I'll probably upload this video like Saturday early afternoon uh, or early before noon. So uh, maybe I'll have another video talking about you know everything he said because I'm sure it's going to be beautiful. He's an amazing storyteller uh, and really just amazing guy. Just to talk about him as a person. I mean, I've read all of his books that he's published. I mean, y'all see the one back here, but I read like his actual novels. I, I think A Father First was his first one. Uh, and I read that book back in high school and it was talking about his personal life. Uh, wildly difficult life growing up, obviously with his family situation and his girl situation. And he had a kid at a young age. Uh, he had so much adversity that he overcame because of how strong a person he is, how good a person he is. I mean, that gets talked about a lot, but it doesn't get talked about enough. Like truly how, how amazing he pers- pers- uh, person he is. Uh, and truly, I respect everything he's doing nowadays still just to advance the society and everything he's doing now. Obviously, uh, with the LGBTQ community, uh, with his daughter now, Zaya, uh, I love how he's a loving father when a lot of people might not be, regardless of you know what her gender is, which I personally don't care about. Too many people care about what what other people's genders are. That's stupid to me. I could not care less. Do whatever makes you happy. So the fact that D-Wade has not only, you know, been okay with his daughter, Zaya, but has embraced her, has has publicly spoken, you know, for the rights of the LGBT community, it's something I respect a lot. I mean, it really is. And, and he's spoken for, for equal rights for all different kinds of uh, minorities and uh prejudiced people and and all that stuff so i have a ton of respect for him uh in that regard uh and i mean yeah i mean you hear this all the time i can go on and on about how great a person he is i never met him but i just know what i've read and what i've heard and it's that he is the the toppest of the top the most elite person so hopefully he does get some stake in the miami heat one day i'd like to see him stay home over here i mean even for recruiting i think it'd be great you see how much guys like donovan mitchell like him and and even bradley beal and uh damian lillard you know maybe that could have helped us get some of those guys well i still think dame will be here he, he's not as of this recording but still i think it would help from recruiting but i'd really just like him to be here obviously ud you'd like to believe he has some stake in this company one day because d wade and ud are phenomenal businessmen i mean they own a million uh businesses out the wazoo 
Uh, I don't think I've ever said that term before out the wazoo, but you get the point. I mean, D Wade got uh, D Wade got the wines and the shoes, the flyweights. Oh my God, the Jordan flyweights back from like 2014. Some of my favorite hoop shoes ever. Y'all know which ones I'm talking about. Uh, and of course, UD owns like the subways and the pizza shops and and whatever else I think he has. But smart business guys. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna be maybe even more successful. Both of them. Uh, uh, especially D-Wade is going to be more successful maybe post-retirement than he was playing because uh, he's a smart guy too. So I have a lot of respect for him. Uh, there's probably all kinds of stuff I'm forgetting about D-Wade. So if I didn't mention something relevant, don't don't get mad at me. Like I said, I took no notes here. Uh, it was just kind of fun to reminisce and ramble for a little bit. Uh, and like I said, subscribe so you're not, y'all don't miss that purple shirt guy deep dive that I'm making. That video is going to take me a massive amount of time. So I, I wanted to perform well. But more importantly, I really think that y'all will enjoy. Uh, But that's all I got for this episode. So comment down below some of your favorite D-Wade memories. uh, And I'm certainly looking forward to his speech tonight. So that's all I got. Leave a like, subscribe. Uh, If you're on the audio side, leave five stars to the podcast. And I'll see y'all next time. Pull up in the city, tryna get that dead fast. Do it on my own, I don't need no dead weight. Had to kill him off, yeah, I need a headspace. You know this homegrown bitch don't offend me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.